and welcome back to another installment. We're still here of the B Team Pod. I'm Jerry, joined by the junk man in NYC and Pimo out on the West Coast in Seattle. Guys, this is a huge day. It's Super Tuesday. I'm watching primary and caucus results from tumbling in. Biden's taking five. We're still waiting on California and Texas. Wait, we're a sports podcast. But I do want to touch on this. What's going to happen on well, this Super Tuesday? I think that uh, Mike Bloomberg winning American Samoa is indicative of how this election Huge. is going to go. Um, I'm looking to see him just make a big push. I don't know if those ads are speaking to you guys like they're speaking to me. I'm a big fan of the one where it's a group text and um, everyone's, you know, hey, today's election day. Who are you voting for? I'm thinking Mike. Me too. That, that's the type of marketing. As somebody who's in marketing, that's the type of marketing that wins you elections. So I'm thinking Mike Bloomberg's going to make a little push here. Um, really rally off that American Samoa win. Maybe he can pick up like Puerto Rico. Um, I don't know if the Philippines still get a vote or not, but some of those places. So he's my vote to take it all home. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, when you, when you think of American territories uh, and who's going to do strongly there, it's probably Mike Bloomberg. Um, so really happy to see how he did down there. Really happy that you guys have tuned in to the B team for your political coverage. I know that's why you tuned in. I just turned off the Bruins game, uh, and I'm putting on a little CNN live feed over here on the side. Um, and, uh, yeah, pretty, pretty crazy night, huh, Jerry? We got, (laughs) oh, we got early exit polls out of Guam. It looks like Bloomberg's leading. Oh, like Bloomberg's leading. Listen, oh, wow. we respect the territories. We don't do, want do, you to do, do, do. Uh-oh. Fresh out of the Virgin Islands, U.S. Virgin Islands, Bloomberg took five delegates, five of seven going to Mike. Wow. This is breaking news here from the B team. You're hearing probably tomorrow, the day after Super Tuesday, if we can get this edited in time. We are the B team, so we want you guys to hear what's going on in the American territories. Islands. We love islands. We love uh, uh, oh my no yeah, way the northern mariana islands four of six going to mike guys yeah. this is a wave this is a bloom wave remember the bloom blue wave. wave here's the bloom wave bloom wave in the islands yep absolutely uh none of those last things were true but he did win american samoa that's still true yeah and Pimo actually reported that first so when you see yeah. that in the morning Give us a credit. No, give us much. a little credit. Give us a little credit. If not, it's okay. We're used to being slept on by the rest of the media. Um, that's just kind of par for the course, you know. But yeah, uh, Bloomberg for president. You heard it here first. I'll tell you what, folks. The establishment is afraid of us. Uh, they they can feel our campaign and our in our app and our Instagram presence gaining momentum. Uh, they're afraid. They want to silence us. Uh, give us the credit where credit is due. Tulsi Gabbard, uh, sleeper. In this in this campaign, uh, with one delegate in American Samoa, don't forget. That's a great point, Lee. You actually read my mind. Um, I would, if the Dems don't go, Gabbard Bloomberg on this ticket, they're just asking to lose. It's a yeah. no-brainer. But as we talked about earlier, I do think the Bernie Sanders Killer Mike ticket would actually be an incredibly strong ticket because Bernie Killer Mike loves Bernie and. You know, we need the African-American support. Killer Mike, he, he's, he's an African-American man, a leader in the community. Bernie Killer Mike, I think, is probably the way to go with this one. If I was the Dems, I would put all my chips in that basket. Does anyone know what happened to The Rock running for president in 2020? I was really looking forward to seeing him on the same stage as Andrew Yang and uh, Elizabeth Warren. I thought that was just going to be some electric TV <laughs> But unfortunately, I guess that just never materialized. So maybe he just realizes that uh, Trump's too much of a show and that it would be detracting from his brand. So he'll be 2024. At least that's my hope. Rock Kanye 2024. Yeah, I remember being at a sleepover and playing Mary Fuck Kill with The Rock, Andrew Yang, and Elizabeth Warren. And uh, all the answers were very problematic. Yeah, I don't think that one can really be spun in a good way, regardless of what your answer is. So we'll just leave it there for our listeners. Uh, don't need to hear any more about that. Yeah, you're welcome for this prime Super Tuesday coverage. I think we should shift it back over to the world of sports. 
the one where you play with the ball or a puck. Or a puck. And uh, I just watched the two best teams in the NHL go at it. Um, Tampa lost to Boston, so it looks like Boston will has a pretty strong hold on the President's Trophy um, with the number one record in the NHL regular season. That usually means that that team doesn't win the Cup. The last team I think that did was the 2013 Blackhawks, but still pretty awesome. It's been down down a down decade, the 20s for us in Boston, uh, zero championships. So just trying to get back on top as quick as possible. But uh, if you guys want some good sports before March Madness, play hockey is like playoff level fun right now. They're blocking shots, going balls to the wall. It's not like the rest of the season where they just kind of sleep. So it's kind of hit that point. I'm sure it's hitting that point in the NBA soon, even though all basketball is going to be March Madness. But it's good sports right now. Sleeper, sleeper time with both Super Tuesday and NHL games. Yeah. No, I've watched about uh, 14 minutes of the NHL all season, even though the Avs are actually good. Um, they're really good. I mean, great young core. I watched a little passing sequence from a couple nights ago that was uh, pretty nice. Pretty nice. Those guys can move the puck around the ice. But, um, you know, we took two weeks off. I think it was needed. I think we realized that uh, XFL coverage would only suffice so much. (laughs) And, you know, what can we say? We're in the doldrums. We're a little depressed Mm -hmm. at the end of football. Um, But we're starting to pick back up again. I'm glad you mentioned March Madness because that just kind of like triggered the whole little slippery slope that's coming our way with March Madness. Then you go into the playoffs, and then the MLB starts again. And next thing you know, it's training camp focus. Um, do want to talk a little football, though. Broncos today making some good moves. Um, Fourth-round pick for A.J. Bouye. Don't know how we pulled that one off. I mean, that guy was a, what, all-pro corner a couple years ago? At least, yeah. At least, you know, a pro bowler. Um, it definitely means that they're not going to re-sign Chris Harris, but that was just a nice little reminder today that football is still around and we don't just have to pretend to like our local XFL teams, go Dragons. Um, well, this is in. I will say I have been seeing an ungodly amount of people wearing Dragons jerseys around Seattle. It's kind of really? insane. Yeah, like people wearing full Dragons tracksuits. And they look kind of like the Broncos colors because they're blue and then they have an orange, like, dragon on it. So I'll kind of walk up and be like, oh, and just keep walking by them. Yeah, the dragons have, have struggled in the West uh, this year. But, you know, it's great the fans to hear they're still out there supporting. The Roughnecks have been dominant. Um, I mean, 16 touchdowns leading the league, 4-0, only undefeated team. Uh, the Roughnecks are – Probably capable of beating the Bengals, as far as I'm concerned right now. Uh, you heard it here first. Wow. And, yeah. Yep. And I think they should just maybe trade out one of the Ohio teams for the Houston Roughnecks. I think you're going to offend uh, our huge contingency of Cincinnati listeners. Saying Sorry. That we'd like to apologize to our massive fans. Joe's coming, guys. Don't worry. And I'm not talking about Joe Biden, all right? Joe Burrow. The other Joey B. The other J.B. Smith. The guy who remembers his name still. (laughs) (laughs) The guy who... Hashtag I'm with Joe. (laughs) Hashtag stand with Joe. Um, What I was going to say is that I think I'm... Let's just tie this back into... It is Super Tuesday when we're recording this. Mm. I think I'm seeing... Since we've talked about the XFL probably more than most other humans have, I think I've seen more New York City Guardians ticket ads than I have my Pittsburgh ads. Uh, They are hitting me hard. Programmatic advertising, that's what I work in. I know I know it when I see it. They're hitting me with New York City Guardians as the XFL wants me. I think we're misleading the fans and the advertisers because I haven't gone to a game. Yet. You haven't gone to yet. a game yet. Once this corona thing blows over, I'll be at every game. True. You can't be at any public space right now. Yep. No restaurants, right. no buses, no subways. Oh, wait. Pimo, ten, nine people have died from Corona. Yeah, dude, I'm in the epicenter this weekend. Well, the way that I see it is, I'm trying to bring Rona season from the West Coast to the East Coast. So True. I've been uh, visiting a lot of nursing homes, um, taking <laughs> as many bus rides as possible, just trying to get some of that Rona in me. So when I get to the East Coast, I can just kind of spread it around. Dude, you're gonna get CDC stopped so bad. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. You're man. gonna get CDC frisked. Dude, if, you, 
be quarantined. If you bring it, if you bring it to the East Coast, and my grandfather, who survived like all these crazy counts of cancer, get taken out by coronavirus, be just because some dude in Wuhan ate a bat. I'm gonna start being a lot more xenophobic from here on out. I mean, I don't really have a choice there. Like, you know, that's kind of fucked up that this bat is gonna gonna start taking us out. Yeah, maybe more tightly regulated wet markets, mm -hmm. um, perhaps, see, folks. If the if the bat market was more regulated, this whole thing wouldn't happen. We'd have cooked bats, folks. With Tulsi Gabbard and, and Killer Mike, we will have a much more regulated, uncooked bat market. That's a great platform to run on. Honestly, I don't know why anyone else hasn't decided that. Um, speaking of just great platforms, I wonder what Vermin Supreme is running on this year. For those of you who don't know Vermin Supreme, he was the um boot wearing yes this guy wears a boot on his head um and he has run for president since 2004 um in 2012 he ran on the moral and oral decay of the united states offering free health or free dental care to everyone um back in 2016 he was part of the pony party not pony pal the pony party oh, offering a free pony to everyone in the united states um, back in 2017, he actually was on the right to pony um, during Clinton's book tour. But just, just kind of wondering what he's up to these days. Universal right? basic pony. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's you got option. the right to pony. I know that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I've, like, I've, I've looked up boot guy party to kind of refresh my memory. Don't Google that. A lot okay. of things are blocked out. But yeah. Yeah. I think he almost won Delaware four years ago. We got yeah. a uh, we got a thunderstorm going on right here in New York. I don't know if, if it'll get louder in our in our audio, but uh, it's only March third. It should be winter still, but it's it's fifty five degrees and thunderstorm right now. So if you can hear it in the audio, uh, consider yourself a part of history. That's I think amazing. I think anyone who listens to the B team considers himself a part of history. Um, I mean, it's an historical podcast, you know. We, we've been around um for some time now not exactly sure how much but but sometime the boot guy is vermin vermin supreme did you say that i, I did okay. say vermin supreme, that. Yeah. he has a whole wikipedia page about all his presidential runs yep wow yep. check that out hashtag vermin supreme hashtag supreme gabbard has he won any delegates in the samoas oh uh, let me see nope no Samoan, but he did campaign in the Washington D.C. presidential primary in 2004, where he received 149 votes. Wow! And in 2006, he donated one of his kidneys to save his mother. So that's yeah. super so, nice of him. Yeah, more people voted for Vermin Supreme than listened to this podcast. So you know, I guess he has the last laugh. Yeah, that's true. Vermin Supreme has us. Well, to tie this right back into the sports world. It was a monumentous weekend for Liverpool Football Club. Um, chasing history. We know. I, I know. I know <laughs> you know. But to our listeners who may not be as familiar, um, chasing history, 44 games unbeaten, uh, go out against near relegation threatened Watford and lose 3 nothing. Um, Jerry, just kind of curious to get your thoughts on that performance. Why couldn't Jurgen Klopp get his men going for that game? Yeah, I was really disappointed to see the Roosters uh, lose that one. Been 41 games that I've watched uh, in a row since not seeing a draw or tie or win. And I really think that what the issue was with the uh, defenders – not cutting to the middle enough. And then when they passed it to the strikers, the strikers were not hitting the outside corners quick enough on the centering passes. So that's just a bad recipe. Yeah, absolutely right. I mean, I agree with the centering passes thing. If they could have um, kind of moved. Centered more passes? Yeah, centered more. I think we would have had a, been, been talking about a whole different thing tonight. This. <laughs> Well, totally agree, Lee. 
moving to the other side of Merseyside, the blue side that is, Everton versus Manchester United. Uh, good game, marred by a little VAR controversy. Lee, I'd love to get your take on that. Was Dominic Calvert-Lewin's goal, in fact, a goal? Um, and what do you think about VR, VAR's impact in the Premier League this year? I'm sick of its overreach, and I think today's generation of uh, people in New London and, and Old London as well um, are just way too quick to jump to the VAR. Um, I think we it's need to get back to our basics here, kind of try and make soccer great again. I mean, football, uh, Mifka, and get back to without the VAR, you know? Absolutely, yeah. Well, for all of our listeners who have said that we don't talk enough soccer on this podcast, I agree with them 100%. Just had to bring that back a little bit, throw back to some earlier episodes. Uh, for all of our OG listeners, you'll remember where I'm coming from there. You're welcome. Um, since we've been talking so much non-sports, I do want to get back to the Bowie thing really quick. Remember, remember when the Jaguars were uh, almost going to go to the Super Bowl like three years ago, and now their entire core is gone? Yep. Yes. <laughs> That's odd. It's like, what happened were, to the Jags? And they kept uh, Doug. They were so young. They, like, they were maybe Miles Jack – not being called down and scoring a touchdown away from going to play in the Super Bowl. And everyone was like, wow, this team is here for a long time. And then they haven't made the playoffs since, and they've gotten rid of both of those corners. And it's just a whole different team. And Minshew mania is the only hope. But it's just crazy how far they've, they've fallen. There's certain teams that they say once they have a flash of greatness, they're going to stay there and be great. But that it's just like impossible to actually do it. Like the 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 Browns obviously also this year sort of uh, or it flashed at the end of last year the Jets the Buccaneers when they kind of looked good a couple years ago the Jets that's different than going to almost the Super Bowl other than like winning a couple regular season the games. Lions you know <laughs> it's just teams like that that show flashes of being great and you're right about the Jag kind of tampering off there wasn't that with Blakey Bortles at quarterback. Mm-hmm. It was Blakey's, Blakey's last stand. Absolutely. It was Blakey's last stand. And as he fell, the Jags fell. And the jungle was eliminated. Yeah, I, I think a main difference there is uh, the Jets, the Lions, the Bucks. They haven't really been good. Uh, they've shown flashes. But that Jags team was good. I mean, there's no yeah. doubt that they were a good team. And they could do it on both sides of the ball. They had a really good defense, but people forget, uh, maybe some of your housemates excluded, that they mm -hmm. went into Pittsburgh and beat a very, very good Steelers team, 45-42, to 42, outgunned Roethlisberger. So, I don't know. I really don't know what happened there. I mean, it looked like they had a young core – um, good people. They never really had any wide receivers, but as we've talked about on this podcast, this is a Lee Junkin original. Good receivers do not win you Super Bowls. Aside from Tyreek Hill catching the third and 15 and being. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, having Sammy Watkins on the same team there too and Travis Kelsey. But, and but Kelsey, we, and Kelsey and Gronk essentially being wide receivers and winning yeah. four of the last six Super Bowls or whatever. Yeah, and, but, you know. But otherwise, otherwise, receivers, otherwise. they mean nothing. Yeah. 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 Tight ends, though. Don't sleep on tight ends. Tight ends. Future of Speaking the NFL is the tight end position. You heard it here first, guys. DJ Hawkinson, baby. Speaking of tight ends, Bernie Sanders, back to politics. Now. Mm, yes, that's right. That reminds me of, oh, our very own fullback slash tight end. The one and only special guest of the evening, who we said we were going to call eight minutes ago. This is still not ringing any bells. Who? What? <laughs> there was a certain L.A. Ram we were supposed to reach out to. The one, the only Pimo is very confused. No, I, I know. I just like, okay, cool. Cut it. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll get him in here. <laughs> like, I, I, what do you want me to do? Like while we're talking, be like, hey, yeah, I'll get Meister in. Yeah. He'll just seamlessly jump in. No, that's not how we do it. We didn't forget, Jerry. <laughs> yeah, yeah I cool. know. It was a big lead in. 
We got on a little, yeah, I know, but now I have to fucking go back and cut this shit instead of like. No, um, we should definitely keep all of this. Leave it in. Leave it in. Oh my god, what are we doing? This is gold. This is gold. This is what people want to listen to. Well, we want to welcome on a longtime friend of the pod, first time guest, uh, three and a half year running diehard (laughs) LA Rams fan, former standout at Yale East Pond lacrosse player before his. Colorado college career and the best fullback the flag football <laughs> Colorado college field has ever seen there's still a statue of Evan if <laughs> arming three kids from an opposing team illegally but still it was a touchdown so who cares the one the only Evan Meister Charles Evan Meister Woo! Charles hey, yeah. thank you guys good for to have you on, on the pod I, uh, appreciate you having me on I uh you know, you forgot to add to that list longtime listener too. You know, avid oh, fan of the I said guys. longtime friend of the pod. Yeah, but you know, that's true. You know, now I'm reciprocating. I'm you know, listen to you guys every week. Huge fan. Um, you know, I uh, I can't wait to. I uh, couldn't wait. You know, when I got the invite, I almost cried. Uh, you know, really wanted to uh, to help you guys out and uh, be honest. You know, tell my story. I think that's the biggest thing. You know, that's great. And we want to start with one hard-hitting question um so i'm looking at the records here it appears that los angeles lost its national football team in the year 1993 um i believe the same year you were born and received their football team back in 2016 the year you graduated from college many people call that their childhood what did it feel (laughs) like growing up for your entire childhood without an nfl team it was tough. It was, uh, I mean, you know, I've told you guys the story many times, but for all those uh, listeners out there, um, yeah, I was really a fan, you know, growing up. My dad is from New York. Uh, my mom is from LA, but my dad really loved the Oakland Raiders growing up. Um, he, you know, he kind of liked the Jets. He, did, he hated the Giants, but he really grew up an Oakland Raiders fan. And when I was growing up, um, you know, he didn't really push for me to like any certain team. And there's no way in hell that we're going to root for the San Diego Chargers. Uh, You know, they're the closest team to us, but I don't know. So I really grew up um, liking players. Uh, You know, my first experience, my first memory of football was when the Broncos played the uh, Packers in the Super Bowl. And I just like, my brother really liked John Elway, and I just naturally gravitated to Brett Favre. So Brett Favre was my guy for a long time. I really liked the Packers. And then I that really sucks. liked Steve, Steve Young. <laughs> oh, yeah, does it, Jerry? I mean, what was going on with the Lions that, that, entire, uh, that entire decade? You had a tough 20 yeah. years or You've so. Had it, yeah, you've, yeah, exactly. Um, so, and then in college, I kind of felt like I had this uh, identity crisis where I didn't, you know, everybody had their team, all these, you know, Patriots guys loving the Patriots and you know I couldn't really combat them with any of like my fanhood I needed a fanhood so every year in college I would choose a different team to root for um I think my junior year I chose the Buffalo Bills they're really they're my squad you were five years ahead of time you know I think it was their party culture that really uh that really got me going on them you know they're just absolute savages they had a good team I think Tyrod Taylor was the quarterback that year and uh, yeah, I liked them, but um, you know, I read when I was in Cape Town studying abroad. I read this article where Magic Johnson had predicted in the next 24 months, uh, Los Angeles would get a team. Um, and you know, I did a lot of research. I wanted to figure out what that team was because as soon as we got a team, I was going to become a huge fan of that team. And you know, through you know the digging that I did, I landed on oh, it's it has to be the Rams. The Rams have to come back. Stan Kroenke, you know, he's, you know, he bought this whole plot of land. He's going to build a stadium, blah, blah, blah. And I think, yeah, that was senior year. Trey Mason was on the team. We had just gotten Todd Gurley. Um, I became a Rams fan from there. And, you know, I kind of feel bad about it because in 2016, we were, you know, dog shit. But then we got really, really good. And I kind of felt like a bandwagon fan. And, I'm staring at Jerry in the face here because I can only see one person on the screen. And it's, it's reminding me, it's like, wow, Jerry has had to go through 25 years at the time of just the worst football. Thinking, you know, every single year, 
Jerry says that the Lions are going to win the Super Bowl. They're going to make the playoffs. They're going to do so it's well. A great bet. Take the hundred to one. And I just can't, you know, the disappointment to have that those expectations and then to go four and twelve. I mean, I just don't know yeah, how you live with it every year. Well, first of all, your Zoom settings are off. <laughs> Fix your then, Zoom settings. <laughs> but then, Evan, you you know year, true you know true heartbreak though. You've lost in a Super Bowl. Something not a so, real setup. So that's my exactly. So that was my next point where we had such high expectations going off of last yes. year, and we needed to get back to the playoffs. And every you know, I predicted twelve and four. You know, and as the season progressed, I was like, all right, we can get to 10 and 6. All right, you know, or 11 and 5. Okay, 10 and 6. And then we just kept losing these, like, really easy games we should have won. Like, we, we shouldn't – like, we shouldn't have played the Seahawks on Thursday night, uh, the third week of the season or fourth week of the season. Such a big game on a short week. Um, and we so you know, sorry, lose man. by field goal because Greg DeLeg, you know, couldn't put it through. Yeah. And this was the Stop first season where I truly felt like – an NFL fan because my expectations were high and we were really like let down. And now I'm really looking forward to next season because I feel like we still have a really good team. We just need to put it together. Well, Evan, it's obvious that you're really passionate about football. Um, I'd love (laughs) if you could take us just a little bit more into your career as an NFL insider Uh, for the listeners who don't know, Evan is our local breaking news guy um he's broken some really incredible stories across the years such as uh antonio brown's sexual assault charges um (laughs) the rams coming to la so if you could just kind of take us in your history as an insider and what your favorite scoop's been so far yeah one thing Um, i want to say before you get into this evan evan broke the antonio brown news about him the raiders going to cut him because of an impending sexual assault uh scandal and then the patriots signed him and we don't know. You'd think Belichick knows everything, but maybe there's a chance that Evan Meister, NFL insider, <laughs> knew about the AB thing before Bill Belichick did. And our podcast didn't trust him yet. We didn't break the news. We could have broken. We, we should have broken the news on the B team <laughs> if there's we had. Kind of libel. I think is that is that the right legal whatever it was issues? Because if we were wrong, slander. If we were wrong about AB sexual yeah, assault, that would have been exactly. Tough. But. This could have shot us up the charts. Yeah, dude. Are you kidding me? If AB sued the B team podcast, <laughs> like I mean, that's how we blow up. That is how we blow up. So oh. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to say who my sources are, but I think, you know, say it. Who my, it was a friend of a friend that my friend's friend worked for their PR team. And he had told us um, one of my friends, you know, from abroad. And so that in, in and of itself is a pretty loose source, right? Um, so I think it's good that you guys didn't, didn't break that. <laughs> didn't break that news. Should have broke it. Um, and I was surprised that it ended up being true too because as soon as the Patriots did sign him, I was like, oh, fuck. Because like, I had him on one of, my, um, one of my fantasy teams. I created him for Stefan Diggs. And everyone was, you know, saying, what the heck are you doing? Like, what are you doing? And I was like, I know something y'all don't know. Um, and I would have, and after his first game on the Patriots, I really would have looked like an idiot for, 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 for trading him away. It would have been so outlandish if there was just like a ticker, like piece of shit, dumb sports podcast says <laughs> Antonio Brown going to get cut for sexual assault. Like, it who just are never these idiots? <laughs> And then for no, and then it does, and then it just happens. Yeah. Who the hell are they? Well, next um, time we'll listen to you, Evan. But yeah, I think that was like that was the most, like, I don't know. It was surprising to me that that was true. Um, and then yeah, I mean, I've been an NFL insider for a long time. You know, it's uh, as soon as I get a scoop, you know, I I uh, I you know blast it out to all my Twitter followers. Uh, you know, I'm really trying to be the next Adam Schefter. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really trying to start, you know, from a young age, really, really trying to get, you know, into the, into the thick of it while still holding my, you know, nine to five. It's, it's a hard life over here. I think Lee is think, trying to talk yeah, to us. I think Lee might be <laughs> muted. Um, we're not sure what's going on. He was sure doing what. something with his hands. He was scooping. There's some sort of scoop. Oh, he's saying Meister gets the scoop. 
So what we're going to do now is Lee will continue <laughs> to look at the screen and I'll read his lips. Here I am. I'm Lee. You hear me? Oh, told you. Hey, there he is. I was saying Meister calls himself the ice cream man for dishing out scoops. Yeah, mint chocolate chip. We can cut this. <laughs> it's good. I know. I don't. I actually don't think we can. Um, our producers on vacation. Oh, yeah. Barry Golden Waterfallstein. Yep, Barry Golden Waterfallstein. Yes. On vacation this week. Who would have thought it? You know. Yeah. Uh, of, all week. of all weeks, it's Super Tuesday, um, <laughs> and he's actually he's on vacation in China. A little weird. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Um, Turns out he bought the trip uh, a couple months ago, didn't get travel insurance, so he had to go. <laughs> I don't blame him. I don't blame him either. You gotta go. Of course you've got, you gotta go. I've heard China's lovely this time of year. Not a lot of people out and about, so you really get to see the sights undisturbed. Yeah. And like, no, if lines, you were, no lines at any of the historical uh, monuments, so and that's if a plus. Somewhere, somewhere more predictable like American Samoa, you'd be caught up in the Bloomberg rallies out there. and they're. <laughs> Did you see the news, Meist? Did you yeah. see the news? Why well, was so? Pimo reported live um, that Mike Bloomberg won American Samoa. Right, I like sixty-seven percent or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like CNN charts. Honestly, the whole territory—it's the bloom, bloom, uh, bloom wave across all of the Pacific: Guam, Northern Mariana Islands, U.S. Virgin be, Islands, in the Atlantic. It's yeah, the it bloom this, wave. It would be suspicious like, if Hawaii comes out and then they vote overwhelmingly for Bloomberg. There'd be something up. There'd be something up. Like, what's going on there? Some, some trading down there. <laughs> Something's going on in, in the Pacific. Something. Where is, where is American Samoa? Is it in the Pacific? That's Pacific. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, the U.S. Virgin Islands. Cool. I think it might be closer to like the like French Polynesia. I might be wrong. I honestly don't know where it this is. has been <laughs> one of our recurring segments. Uh, which islands are where? Which territory? Yeah. Yep. Uh, this yeah. about every week, and we get a ton of fan mail about it. So yeah. Um, Evan, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about your your athletic career? Um, it's my understanding that you were a Colorado College lacrosse standout until you. Uh, fucked your knee up playing basketball, creating the <laughs> Evan Meister rule, as it was called, <laughs> banning athletes from playing in intramural sports. Well, yeah. So let me go into this first. I think it's, um, you know, my highlight as a collegiate player was freshman year. Um, we were playing Dickinson. You know, they were number one in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they had a lot of good players. We were coming in as an underdog, which, we, you know, we always played well. It was during our uh, spring break, and, you know, we felt hot. We thought we, you know, we could beat them. It was like, I think we were losing 10-9 with uh, a couple minutes left, and I was, you know, I was cheering really hard on the sideline. And, um, and yeah, and we scored a goal. And, you know, I look up at, you know, from where I am, and I look at George Hornelson in the eyes, so, you know, legend on the team. And he reaches out in a hand and he invites me onto the Chilarium. And at that point on, I felt like I had made it. And, you know, looking back on my career, I think being accepted into that elite group on the Chilarium my freshman year, I think that is really, you know, the icing on the cake. You know, all the, all the goals I scored, all, you know, all the assists I had, you know, all the, uh, you know, everything I did on the field. I think that Chilarium acceptance was, uh, was what I look back fondly. The and the mo- Chilarium, for our listeners who don't know, was the bench where the uh, players who weren't ever going to get in the game and who were a little cold would stand up and yell with uh, our, our, some of our leaders. <laughs> yeah, we would just wear full sweats because it was really cold and we knew we weren't going to run anywhere. So we would follow our leader. And I, I mean, as a – Lee and I are both full-time Chilarian members. Full-time. Um, it's, it was, I remember when we welcomed you on. Uh, it's, yeah. It was the highlight of my sporting career. Yeah. I, I mean, I think so, too. I think, you know, it's something that I can put on my LinkedIn profiles. You know, Chilarian member 2012 uh, to 2015. I'll almost 2016. Yeah. yeah. 
I think, honestly, a lot of people endorse that. That could be one of your more endorsed skills um, behind, behind Microsoft Office and um, Adobe Acrobat. But <clears throat> Yeah, and marketing. You're... Actually, public speaking is my number one most endorsed thing. Wow. Like, I'm like and you used to have a fear. You used to have time. a fear. No, you're not I bad, but remember fear. you had the fear. the fear. I called 911 at the, the Sony fear. Pictures Entertainment lot. no wait that's not not what happened i was giving a presentation and like totally flubbed it in front of like 25 people at sony pictures entertainment this is like two years ago and we had like an all-hands meeting afterwards um i was working for a media agency and sony was my client and i'm sitting right next to the phone after absolutely just like just destroying this presentation um i was already embarrassed and they go, okay, like, Evan, can you please, uh, di- you know, put in the dial-in uh, for this call? I was like, okay, what's the number? They say, well, you have to dial 91 first and then the number. So I dial 91. And I was like, okay, what's the number? They go, 1310. Put 1310, the rest of the number. Ring, ring, 911, what's your emergency? I immediately hang up. Everyone's like, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? They had to call back, say, sorry, this was a mistake. Please don't come to Sony Pictures. There's no, there is no emergency here. And after, yeah, after that, you know, I quit my job. Quick, Judy Dench, <laughs> Judy Dench has fallen and she can't get up. Can't Hurry, get up. please. She doesn't have life alert. No. Wow. Do you think everyone's trolling you on LinkedIn? Was like all 25 of those people go to your LinkedIn and then sit here to basic. You know, I'd have to, I'd have to sift through my endorsements, but I'm sure mm. – Maybe forty-five percent of those endorsements are all from uh, Sony and Cadre <laughs> and UM. Yeah, a couple nine one one operators. Yeah, exactly. Um, but Lee, going back to your point about the Evan Meister rule, um, you're actually wrong about um, the injury that occurred there. So it was a snowy day on Washburn Field. Our practice was canceled, and you know what we normally do? We want to get a workout because we're not going to practice, so we go play basketball. Um, you know, I like to think I'm John Stockton in Lamar Odom's body. So I'm always taking the ball from point and I'm driving down the left side and little Chris Graves steps in front of me and I step on his foot and I sprain my low and my high ankle and (laughs) I'm out, I'm out two and a half weeks. I was starting at that point and I go into coach's office and I'm, you know, super, you know, he's super pissed coach Woods. and that night I proceed to get absolutely tanked, absolutely so drunk. And I've got a boot on and I start kicking over trash cans and Matthias and I get written up. And then I have to go back into coach Witt's office and tell him I got written up for kicking over trash cans with a boot. And, <laughs> and, uh, you know, at that, from that point, there was the Evan Meister role. It was, it was the ankle injury. The My first ball. game I come back, I th- they made me come back sooner than I wanted to. We were playing Eastern. Um, I get it in the first quarter. I get like a ground ball, and a guy hits me from behind, and I completely tear my ACL. So I played about a minute and a half that year. Um, and then for the remainder of my career, for <laughs> all of sophomore year, junior year, and then ball ball senior year. But yeah, so that injury actually ended my career and then yeah the knee yeah the knee came afterwards but that would my role i'd have to you know go and check back you know maybe when we go to homecoming next year we can ask them if they can still play uh, basketball or if that uh, if that rule is still going on good legacy it's uh, a great legacy yeah this, this reminded me of another story i might have to be fact checked on it but i believe jerry jerry and i both stepped down from lacrosse to focus on a career in communications uh sure. about and um you guys were playing you guys were playing bat no we were playing basketball and uh <laughs> oh, Evan, yeah. you guys are all on the lacrosse team still and then um <laughs> Aja, the big the rlc the big <laughs> show of, of matthias caught everyone drinking and playing basketball and Derry was going to take the blame for everyone so the lacrosse <laughs> wouldn't get in more trouble there's about 10 shotgun beers (laughs) there's like 20 shotgun shotgun beers on the side 
It was a great day outside. We Such had, a beautiful you know, we day. Kind of beautiful day. You had to. And Taja came running up, and there's beers splattered throughout the court. And that was the only bad part of getting written up uh, was having to tell coach. So I figure everyone else has to do the only bad thing. I'll just deal with Taja. She would not have it. She's like, oh, really? Then how do you explain all of these? And, like, grabbed, like, four cans and held them and then threw them down. They all have, like, shotgun holes in them. I'm like, yeah, I did all those. Ripping, like, I know you're lying. Beer. I know <laughs> you're lying. I'm like, no, I'm not lying. She's like, I'll see you in my office. And then and didn't, me, this, didn't the same thing happen with you guys smoking weed in your room? But your lie, your smoke detector covered up. So your lie was that you would smoke cigarettes in the room. And again, didn't want to get in trouble. So Jerry told me <laughs> chaining sticks, blocking. I did a lot of things to protect the lacrosse team that year. There was not enough uh, success. I might have been a very disappointing recruit, but I did a lot of things off the field for that yeah. program. <laughs> You really did. Ugh. Also, in that same write-up, we had a handle of Grey Goose in the recycling, which actually was Jerry's. So he kind of half took the blame for everything. What do you mean it was my Grey? Did we not share the Grey Goose? I don't. Th- I think we were like <laughs> you know, we were on like a little cross trip or something. And you, I, from what I remember, that was definitely your Grey Goose bottle. Hashtag not my Grey Goose. <laughs> <laughs> I have kind of a little embarrassing side here. Uh, I never got written up in college. Oh, dude. Wow. Yep. I never got written up. In fact, the first time I got written up was senior year when our house got in trouble at the end of the year and we went in um, to Zach's office or whatever. Yeah, we show up. He put us on uh, double secret probation for two nights. (laughs) (laughs) We went in on Monday. He's like, just don't have a party until Wednesday night. And we're like, really? (laughs) Are you kidding me? We can do that. This is bullshit. (laughs) <laughs> what are we gonna do tomorrow night this is bulls act no, he like was great whiskey tuesday i know that whiskey monday shout out yes. zach if zach's somehow listening shout out you zach you rock yeah if zach's listening shout out yeah that was so fun that was the only time you ever got ridden up hmm. yeah what I can think, i say i'm straight edge you know? i think our roommate uh berto and alan combine that for like 47 probably definitely i wasn't for- far behind but rob said that he was totally at the most ever i, I buy it <laughs> i buy it 100 I, uh, I could have i so we used to have a thing called rail jam for our non-cc listeners which i'm sure is many um and <laughs> we ski down this little slope and one time i was really drunk and decided to go streaking so i ran down the jump with uh, uh our former club hockey goalie uh scott b I'll keep his anonymity. And he did a backflip. He did a flip over the jump. And then I got chased butt naked by a bunch of campus safety down the street. And I was just like running down the street, got to a like a fence and I thought I was safe. So I just started to pee where I was standing. <laughs> that like time peeing just like got me caught. So then the campus safety surrounded me. I climbed the fence. I was just straddling a fence naked. And <laughs> Then they were like, get down. I was like looking for a place to run. And I was like, no, this is so dumb. So I jumped down and I was like, I'm Lee Junkin. Like, I forgot my gold card. Obviously, I don't have a gold card. <laughs> Charmed them a little bit. And then they were like, no, you're fucked. Like, you're really fucked. This was two blocks before graduation. But I called Zach Kroger and told him what happened. He just started cracking up, said they're not going to, they're just going to sweep this under the rug. And guess what happened? Never heard anything. Didn't wow. get it. Wow. That's awesome. There you people go. Think, people think we're not a very diverse podcast, but we have some tough upbringings, <laughs> stories, <laughs> backgrounds that people need to hear. <sighs> so, yeah. Lee, you didn't do what I got from that story, and I remember it, you know, kind of half. But did you do a backflip off the uh, off the Scott, rail gym, or did, did you a front flip or front I flip? Just- I just jumped. You just sprinted. Yeah, Ali, I yeah. think you did a nice little um, Greek heel kick, if I remember. Like a, yeah. nice little, a double just, heel kick yeah. in the air, yep. Yeah. I thought you were doing like an Irish jig in the middle of both of the hay barrels. It was kind of more of Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> oh, okay. Cotton Eye Joe, Irish jig hybrid. Mm, yep. Classic uh, folk dance there. Sounds like you were appropriating two cultures. 
<laughs> two two cultures and exposing myself to lots of people. Yeah, Oof. I'm really that surprised you didn't get written up. Uh, you know, or at least the CC community wasn't just absolutely infuriated by that. I really think you know you got a, you got away scot free off of that. You're appropriating cultures. You're running naked. You know, it was a cold night. Um, or, or it really wasn't that cold. It was just the snow under underneath your feet. So you're looking good. You're looking big. And then you know, I really think. <laughs> Yeah, think, it's uh, warm. And then a crazy it's a Scott, who's the other person involved. I was standing naked with the cops, just covering covering my, my my privates. And then Scott walks up with three other cops holding all my clothes. And I was like, damn, they got Scott too. And so Scott hands me all the clothes. And then the, one of the cops goes, So neither of you two know who the other streaker was. And I was just like, What the fuck? Scott like did, brought me my clothes and didn't get caught. And Scott was like, yeah, Lee, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> didn't, they didn't know it was him somehow. So it was pretty, pretty impressive. But uh, sorry to hijack your interview, Evan. Um, I understand, <laughs> I understand you are the founder and CEO of an Instagram account called Reptijugs. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. We want to um, – I mean, it, yeah, it's been largely, largely successful. Um, I'm really just tapping into a market uh, of users on Instagram – um, usually ages, uh, you know, males age 11 to 14 that love reptiles and they also love, um, jugs. So, you know, it's really, I'm, I'm really providing a good outlet for the community. Um, and then, you know, spreading awareness, uh, for these young models out there who, you know, they're not the most known. They don't really have that many followers. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm giving them the, the exposure that they need. So I think I'm really doing a service to uh, the community, both for the men who follow me and then the women who I post. <laughs> and the reptiles. the reptiles. I mean, the reptiles, I mean, they're the crown jewel. I mean, they're, they're you know, I had one follower tell me the other day, you know, sometimes he forgets to swipe right. He just loves scrolling past these uh, beautiful reptiles all day. And you are a reptile owner yourself, correct? I am. Yeah. So I own a two and a half year old panther chameleon. Uh, his name's Randall Boggs. I call him RB. Um, yeah, he's my boy. I, I, he's been featured a couple of times. So if you go on Repta Jugs, um, you, you can find him on there. We're also going to be selling merchandise um, at reptajugs.com. Um, and then, so the front is going to be the reptile that we post. And then the back will be um, the model. And then we'll have comments and likes from the people um, <clears throat> who follow me underneath. It's going to be you're really immersive uh, merchandise that you can buy. That's, That's a great awesome. idea. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we can do a little uh, B-team Reptijugs mashup. Yeah. Um, obviously, we want to see how your merch sales go in the you know, first round. We don't want to hijack what you got going there and you know, likewise here. But cross-promotion can always be helpful. So be on the lookout for that. Come uh, you know, down the pipeline sometime in 2021. Yeah, you know, we're building a business here, um, you know, sustainable, um, you know, we're, we're, we're looking out for the illegal trade of, uh, you know, exotic reptiles, um, you know, really going to be cracking down, we're partnering with PETA, um, you know, one thing that they really want to sponsor is a vegan cap that you can wear, um, it's bio, biodegradable, um, you know, really, really good for the environment, so uh, I think, you know, all around, it's a good thing. Good thing to uh, follow on Instagram, Reptijugs, R-E-P-T-I-J-U-G-S, um, you know, and join the community. Uh, it's a vibrant, vibrant community we have going. Sounds really inclusive, progressive, and disruptive. Um, <laughs> sounds, I mean, beautiful. So you're, get ready. You're about to get the B-team B bump. Bloomy okay, got good. it first. Yeah. And now you will. Awesome. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, we do have this tradition here on the B team. Uh, it's a little reoccurring segment that we have. We like to call it one last thing. Um, just, you know, one last thing. So. So everybody usually jumps in because they just have so much to say. Um, we usually are talking over each other and it's really hard, but you just say one last thing, say your thing and then say one last thing. You want me to go first? One it's last whoever thing. wants to jump in. It's one last yeah. thing. One last thing. <laughs> one last thing. One last thing. One last thing. 
one oh, last, one last thing. thing. One last thing I, uh, I learned today how to, so I got this, um, uh, ju it's not a juicer. It's like a, it's like a blender. I don't know what it's some, uh, I don't know. It's some like high quality blender for Christmas. And I've been putting uh, protein powder, celery, broccoli, and uh, cucumbers with oat milk in there for my smoothies. It's really good. One last thing. That's why your skin looks so radiant. Looks yeah. Great. Yeah, exactly. That's why. I mean, I look 12 years younger. One last thing. Look for Bloomberg to drop out tomorrow and endorse Biden for president. And look for Elizabeth Warren to leave as well and endorse Bernie Sanders. Um, one last thing. Well, one last thing. Uh, actually, uh, one last uh, question. Evan, how do you feel about um, maybe Tom Brady going to play in, uh, for the LA Chargers? Well, so what I've heard is um, that's not going to happen. If that does happen, I'll be pretty pissed, and you should too, Lee. Um, I think he's going to the 49ers, and they're going to trade back for Jimmy Garoppolo. Is this any inside info? Is this insider? Is this inside info? This isn't inside info. This is just what uh, comes to the top of my mind. Because, I mean, Tom Brady grew up in Northern California. He wants to play. You know, he loved the 49ers growing up. He's a, finally a free agent. He can play where he wants. Um, why wouldn't the 49ers want him? Jimmy G sucks. I mean, we did fuck this up last time. Might as well just report it. See if yeah, right. why not? Yeah. You heard it here first. Um, Tom Brady to the 49ers. Yep. And as Jimmy G per, back to New England. As per NFL insider Evan insider. Yes. Well, one last thing. I can't wait to be the first person to bring coronavirus to the East Coast. One last thing. Can't wait to hang out with coronavirus infected emo in Boston this weekend in Massachusetts. Elizabeth Warren's home state that she lost. Um, lots of hard hitting political coverage of uh, coronavirus politics in XFL. Honey, I'm home, but I'm not married. Carried a lot of problems around, being frustrated. And now I'm sitting at the end of the month. I just made it like you made the B team. And like your daddy's wife, you made it off. You heard the AT alien, so back the hell up off. Softly, as if I play piano in the dark. Found a way to channel my anger, not to involve. The world's a stage and everybody got to play their part God works in mysterious ways So when he starts the job of speaking through us We be so sincere with this here No drugs or alcohol so I can get the signal clear as day Put my block away, I got a stronger weapon That never runs out of ammunition So I'm ready for war, okay? Hold your hands in the air And wave them like you just don't care And if you like fish and grits and all that pimp shit Everybody let me hear you say oh yeah Everybody let me hear you say oh yeah